Within each and every one of us resides the eternal and sacred soul. By awakening to our soul and striving to live in alignment with our soul's purpose, we can live extraordinary lives beyond conditioned limitations. Join us, your co-hosts, me, Katrina Slade, and Jennifer Helwing, as we explore and discuss this path of living in alignment with the sacred soul. This is the Sacred Soul Podcast. Welcome back. We're here with season two of the Sacred Soul Podcast. I'm Katrina Slade. And I'm Jennifer Helwing. And today we're going to be talking about the root chakra, how the energy in this energy center can impact your life in more ways than you realize. We're going to share some personal stories and some insights we've had from work with our clients and also some tips for clearing and balancing and healing the root chakra energy. In this episode, you can look forward to hearing about generational wounding, embracing our humanness, and the journey of reconnection. So before we get into all the deep, juicy stuff, let's just talk about what the root chakra is in case anybody listening is a little bit unfamiliar. Um, The root chakra, it's at the base of your spine. Um, So sort of from your tailbone downwards, that's the area of your body that is holding the root chakra energy. It goes all the way down to your feet. And this chakra is associated with feelings of of security and safety, feeling like you have a foundation. So this is also related to family. And that's why we're going to be talking about um, intergenerational issues, wounding, traumas. And it's also related to money because money um, has gives us a sense of security and safety also. One thing that we see with the root chakra when it is really imbalanced, that's really common, is just this feeling of not wanting to be here. And that can be deep, as in not wanting to be on this earth, or it can just feel like we don't want to be in our lives, like something feels deeply out of alignment. And so that usually is a reflection of an imbalanced or unhealed root chakra that needs some attention. And so today we're going to talk a lot about the ways of moving through and diving deep into your own connection to that part of yourself, because we understand that healing is not something that is just a quick fix or something that we can just check off our to-do list, but it's a journey that oftentimes lasts our entire lives. And so the root chakra is one in particular that has a very dense and very heavy energy if there's any wounding there, and it can take a lifetime to heal. However, that process and that journey is actually one of the most beautiful paths of healing It's a journey of reconnecting to ourselves, reconnecting to the earth, and finding our sense of belonging and our sense of safety, um, both in the physical realm and in the spiritual self as well. Yes. And I think it's important to mention that if there's a root chakra imbalance, which is, you know, fairly common, I mean, we're all humans and we all experience issues related to family, ancestors, safety and security, you know, lots of these topics. But if there's imbalance there, it does impact the other chakras because this is the first chakra. And if the energy is not flowing, um, you know, full of vitality and and clear without blockage, um, that does cause usually an, an imbalance. So oftentimes in clients, when I notice that there's an issue in a, in one of their upper chakras, a lot of the guidance is to, you know, address, address that issue specifically, but also work on healing the lower chakras too, because that is going to help, um, ultimately help all of the chakras. So the root chakra is really like the foundation of our energetic system. (laughs) And it's, um, it's really closely, you know, it is the nervous system. So, a lot of things like Jen, you, before we recorded, you were mentioning this. Um, a lot of people tra- are talking about the nervous system these days in terms of healing. And we're, we're going to get into that too, but we want our listeners to know that it is the, the nervous system is 
the root chakra really. It's just, it's connected. They're impossible to be separate from each other. And mm-hmm. that really impacts our lives. Exactly. Yes. And so what you said about the nervous system, and it really comes down to feeling safe in the world, feeling safe in our bodies. The reason why it's so important as a foundation, as you said, Katrina, is because our energy bodies, we can think of it as a flower, if you like. And so the roots of that flower are supporting with nutrients, the whole rest of the energy system. And I would say that that flower is symbolic of or representation of the heart. And so it's very important to understand that it's very um, difficult to have an open heart and to really experience the true feeling of love and connection if we do not feel safe. And so when we're working with safety and things like that, what we're really doing is we're addressing the deepest human wound, which is the wound of fear and the illusion of fear and how much that blocks us from being open-hearted as humans and as spiritual beings. I love that. And I love that you brought up the flower because I always, I always love having a visual to kind of like as a little example to, to use. So let's just use that throughout the episode. If there's a flower growing and the roots aren't strong and, and stable, it's not going to thrive. So really what we're talking about here is how you can thrive. This isn't about, oh, I'm wounded and that's the end of that. It's, this is a path for healing. And so we, we all want to be thriving. We all want to have the beautiful heart, um, the flower in our hearts, you know, and it's so empowering to have like this knowledge and this inner wisdom. Like if you're in touch with these things within yourself, it's very much empowering. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's why somatic work is so popular right now. It's wonderful. I think that it's, we're really going through a collective healing in, in the reclaiming of the sacredness of the body and all these wonderful things. And I think it's really important to understand too, that, this work with the body and with the nervous system and these somatic practices are the foundation that we need to actually embody the spiritual love and the higher practices and the, you know, the raising of vibration, all this stuff. So the somatic stuff in the body is really the root for all of that, but it's also not the end of the journey. It's just the foundation. So I myself am trained as a somatic therapist and One of the things that I really prioritize in my work with clients is, yes, we are building that foundation and yes, we are working with the body and with the nervous system and all of this, but we are not isolating that. So the body does not exist as the separate part of ourselves that's just isolated. We need to recreate bridges between the body and the heart and the body and the soul. And so it's really about actually taking that foundation. And then like Katrina, like you were saying, it's this energy gateway that can fill all of these other energy centers, just like it can be something that we can use to activate our heart and activate our intuition and all these other beautiful things that are um, interwoven and not separate from the body. Yes. So Jen, would you talk a little bit about how trauma is connected to the root chakra? Yes, definitely. We talk about trauma and trauma, we say, is stored in the body. Yes, it is stored in the body. It's also stored in the deeper parts of ourselves, our deeper emotional layers. It's stored in our energetic bodies. It's stored in our subconscious mind. And so we tend to, and I think this is a very human thing, but we tend to really villainize our trauma. So if we believe that trauma is held in the body, then this can actually cause a lot of people to villainize their own bodies and villainize their own trauma. And so what can happen is there's this narrative that can start to emerge where it's like us versus our trauma. So when we're working on healing the root, we're working on healing a dysregulated nervous system, the healing process is not necessarily about jumping in right away, trying to heal it, trying to fix it, trying to change it. But I think it's actually more of a process of understanding it and showing it compassion and finding a way, whatever that is for you, a a deeper personal meaning 
of your own story that's not just this victim narrative, but a deeper personal story that is about what you've done with that pain and how you have grown through it and what you have done with it and the person that you have become through it. And so that's when we get to these um, gifts, you can call it the gifts of trauma, which is who we become by moving through it and the compassion that we gain for ourselves and ultimately, and very importantly, the compassion that we gain for others and the conscious awareness that we gain of others so that we can work together to not only heal ourselves, but also to bring light to and dismantle the systems that have caused the trauma. And really it's this process of not just healing ourselves, but there's also a collective healing that takes place, especially when we're talking about things like trauma. That is such a good point. Yes. A lot of people, it's, it's not uncommon and it's also very human to see like, oh, I'm broken because I have wounding or trauma, but, but you're not. And it's, it's your teacher. And your soul, I can come in from the soul perspective here because I do a lot of readings with people who um, I'm reading their Akashic records and I find out what their soul contracted for this lifetime. And a lot of times there are life lessons that are causing their soul to grow and to evolve in this lifetime are from adversities. And oftentimes that includes traumas. And also, sometimes your root chakra is affected from past life trauma. So you could be carrying past life trauma that your soul is somehow imprinted with and you can clear it. So we're going to get into all of that later about how to clear and how to heal. But we just want to um, dive deep into this topic of trauma and how it's, it's how it shows up in the root chakra. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Katrina, what advice or guidance would you give to somebody who really struggles with an over-identification with being broken to the point where they're always searching for more trauma? So they're like looking to past lives, they're looking to their intergenerational trauma, they're looking to everything, and they're just always trying to find trauma all the time instead of being able to move through it into healing. I would say they're probably over-identifying with being a victim and they need to work on kind of dropping that story that I'm a victim or, or I'm wounded because we all have wounding in different ways and some of it's invisible and some of it's you know visible and some of it's conscious and some of it's unconscious but not in our consciousness so it doesn't mean you are your trauma or you are your wounding those are just things that have happened that for all you know your soul contracted in this lifetime for your own spiritual growth and evolution and it's our free will how we respond yeah what do you think yeah and i think that sometimes and i don't want to make it sound like it's this easy thing to just let go because it's not i mean i think that's the hardest thing that we do as humans and also the most transformational is actually that process of letting go and I, I wonder sometimes, I think that if we feel stuck, like we can't let go of a story from my experience, and I wonder what your thoughts are on this. Sometimes it's because that story needs to be told. It needs to be expressed. We need to actually move it through our voices and actually tell our story and be witnessed and be heard sometimes in order to fully begin the process of letting go. That's a really good point. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So we haven't really hit on the topic of childhood yet, but this is very um, impactful for the root chakra. Jen, do you want to talk about that? Yes, definitely. We often tend to put a lot of weight on our childhoods, and that's understandable, but it's really important to begin to see that as a greater system. So the way that we were raised, the way that we grew up, um, the way that our caregivers were able to love us or weren't able to is, of course, a result of their environment and their ancestors and what you know how they were parented. And so it's really no one's fault. And sometimes really bad things happen and we can feel angry and we can feel hurt. 
but it really is highlighting. It's like a symptom of a greater problem. Ultimately, the societies that they were brought up in and the greater kind of cultural environment. So when it comes to intergenerational trauma, there's a lot of talk about this with like epigenetics and a lot of new science and studies that have come out that really show how our ancestors, the things that they went through are kind of in our bodies. And the way that that shows up is not that our DNA is different, but it's like the way that our body reads those DNA sequences is different. And the reason why this is good news and bad news is because, um, yes, it's difficult that we have inherited these things from ancestral wounding, but the good news is that it means that we can change it and we can actually heal and actually recover and be released and be freed from those things. So that's the most powerful aspect of this. And that's like the good news of all of this stuff is that yes, there's intergenerational trauma, there's also intergenerational healing. Yes. Um, Yeah, you know, that has come up in a lot of my readings with clients, because like you just said, Jen, um, how how we are raised as children is a direct result of how our caregivers were raised and the systems they were in. So oftentimes there's toxic... um, beliefs, there's toxic power structures in families that cause a wounding. And also oftentimes there's suppressed energies and emotions that come through. Like a lot of feminine wounding shows up that way because throughout the generations, many women have had to suppress their authentic selves, their authentic voices, their hopes and dreams and desires or their own wounding that they don't want to show. So some people might have different, slightly different um, views on this, but I think basically the root chakra is formed from when you're conceived as a you know little zygote <laughs> until the age of around seven. So that's why they, people say like your all of your programming happens by the age of seven in your family, where, how you're raised. And so things that happen at that time in your life will be permanently (laughs) programmed into you, unless you do the work to deprogram anything that's unhealthy or anything that is, you know, causing dis-ease or disharmony within you. And a lot of times we're unconscious of that. And because as children, we're not aware of like, oh, well, that wasn't really very healthy. You know, we're not really aware of those things. So that's just how it is. That's our world when we're growing up. And then when we're adults, things are maybe going on in the root chakra and we're just totally unaware of how that emerged, how that happened, why it's, why it's occurring. Um, So I often, when I have the root chakra come up as an issue with my clients, it's either energy from childhood or the ancestral um, energies that they've kind of carried over. I guess every now and then it could be a past life, but I feel like past life traumas um, show up in in more of the other chakras usually. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. 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 Exactly what you said in, in childhood, there's this patterning, right? And I think that, you know, like we talked about earlier, there's a process of information gathering and of building that picture and building all the pieces and all the things. And we're really bringing a lot of that subconscious programming that is actually driving so much of our decisions and our behavior and our emotional reactions without us being aware of it. So we're bringing that to light. And I think that sometimes people stop there and they just like, okay, these are all my problems. Right. But I think that It's actually our awareness of this is actually a really beautiful and powerful opportunity to create transformational shifts within ourselves and within the world. So it's really about having the perspective of, yes, this stuff happened and yes, this was bad and it wasn't right. But isn't it beautiful that you're aware of it? Isn't it beautiful that you can notice that? And that you know that there's something different possible for you in the way that you feel about yourself, the way that you feel about the world. Even just knowing that something else is possible is really beautiful. 
And that's when we start to shift into letting go of those stories and then creating a new story and writing a new ending or whatever it is to our, our lives and to the things that we've been through, right? So that we can um, so that we can come back as a collective and as individuals to the idea that we're not separate, we're all one. And so individual trauma healing journeys will often turn into a bigger story about the collective and about how we can change the world when we all work together. Yeah. And I just wanted to say something about childhood before we move on. Um, Oftentimes, if I have a client who's been traumatized by a parent in their childhood, um, it'll come through in the reading and they want to know, how can I heal this? And there's often times the need to offer forgiveness or like, let's say it's a parent or anybody who has caused you trauma. And it's very difficult to do that. So something that has been really helpful for that comes through in the readings is if you picture that person who you need to forgive, if you picture their inner child and what they've been through and how they were treated and how they were conditioned to believe and to act and to be, then you can offer, like you can shower that child with love and compassion, right? You would never look at a child today, like on the street and blame them for all of your problems and say that they're, they're evil or they're bad or whatever, right? Like you, you would have compassion for a child. So if we can, it's really difficult to do, but if we can view um, the people who, if we're holding on to anger or we're holding on to negative energy around somebody who has caused us trauma, if we can shower their inner child with love and compassion and if possible forgiveness, then that's very healing for you. It's, it's good for them, but it's mostly healing for you too. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that insight. It's exactly what you were saying about having this higher perspective having this greater kind of awareness, right? Really expanding that view or that perspective. And that's why, that's why so much root chakra healing, trauma healing, all this stuff can be also really activating for our crown and can also, it correlates also with the healing of the crown because the crown is actually our ability to see everything as this, you know, this collective and see everything as being interwoven and the oneness and the, and the connections between everything, that higher perspective, right? That's the crown. And so I think that the two work together very well with, with healing. And so I think that um, it's in a very, very important aspect of healing the root chakra is also um, connecting with our soul selves and having those higher perspectives. So thank you for touching on that. Yeah. And that's one of my suggestions I'm going to bring up later in the episode about um kind of connecting with the soul and understanding it from that level. Yeah. But I'll talk about that later. Yes. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. So Katrina, is there anything that you would like to share about your own journey with root chakra healing? Yeah. Um, I'm doing it right now. I feel like every time we talk about stuff, I'm like, I'm currently healing this area. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I've talked about my womb healing journey a lot and I don't need to go into it too deeply, but through um, some complications in my ovaries, I had to get a CT scan at the hospital and they showed me the results and they're like, did you know you have a bulging disc in your L5? And it made so much sense because I looked it up. The L5 is the lowest disc in the spine. It's right above the tailbone. Um, you know, it's, it's really low down deep and that's where I have all my pain, my lower back pain. It's really not back. It's like deep down by the tailbone. Um, it makes a lot of sense that there's a bulging disc there. And I immediately knew, oh, it's the root chakra. Like I always knew I had back pain, lower back pain because of root chakra stuff, but now I understood. And I really 
believe this is where the ancestral wounding is showing up in my body. Um, it's inflamed like a bulging disc is literally like it's, it's bulging out because there's inflammation and it's not like fitting into the spot it needs to be in. So I know one of my purposes in this lifetime, I have two purposes and one of them is to heal ancestral wounding. And so I think it's held there and it, sometimes the pain goes away because I feel more calm. Like my, my root chakra feels calm and stable and good. And sometimes it feels more painful when I'm stressed. And I can tell that that's a symptom of stress when my root chakra starts to have more pain. So here's an interesting thing. I always thought grounding was the way to, you know, stabilize my root chakra to to clear the pain away. And it does help me a little bit. And for the general, you know, for most people that would be very helpful. And that's something we're going to be recommending for people to do to help the root chakra. But here's an interesting thing. Recently, I had a Reiki session with a local practitioner and I don't know how this came up for her, but she told me afterwards that she was going to help ground my energy into earth because that's what would help my lower back pain. But her guides told her not earth. And they, (laughs) they took me to the stars and they brought me to the Pleiades, which is a star system, not far from earth. And they had her ground my root chakra into one of the stars there. And I couldn't believe it when she told me, I was like, that makes so much sense. That's why grounding on earth feels okay to me, but it's not like deeply healing. Like it might be for somebody else. I think it's because of my starseed origins. Um, it feels more at home and more safe and more healing for my energy to be in, in that place. So I think that was really interesting. And I wonder if, if anybody listening would resonate with that, maybe if you've tried grounding, but it just doesn't resonate with you, or um, if you feel like you are a star seed, I wonder if that would be an area to explore for your root chakra. That's yeah, that's so interesting, Katrina. I love that because I think I think that the root chakra is about connection. It's about connecting to ourselves in a lot of ways, and I think that um, it sounds like in a way connecting to whatever other, you know, planets or or things that you have a soul deep connection to, you're reconnecting with that part of yourself. And so that is of course grounding and that is of course healing for the root chakra. Yeah. So Jen, do you have any stories to share about your own experience working with root chakra energy? Yes, I do. So I'll talk about um, what I've gone through on a personal level. So my experience with intergenerational trauma comes through my mother's side. Um, and I won't go too deep into that story, but this side of my family has war trauma and refugee trauma and also severe sexual trauma, um, all of which manifested as PTSD, mental illness, and also, I believe, ADHD. So coming from <laughs> that line and that lineage, um, I think it manifested for me as this feeling of being different or like not fitting in. There was this part of me, and even like as I grew up as a young adult, there was this part of me that actually I would say over-identified with this idea of being different. I over-identified with this idea that um, I'm not like everyone else. And this over-identification actually became more isolating and actually more ungrounding, as you could say, because it was disconnecting me from others and it was disconnecting me from the world. It's this feeling that I mentioned in the very beginning that a lot of people have, which is that they don't belong here. They feel like they don't belong in the world. And that's a really painful wound to hold. And so I think that people who hold that wound, and in my experience, having that it becomes this lifelong search for who am I and, yeah. and what is the meaning of my life? 
And of course, that's a powerful question that leads us on these beautiful journeys of healing and self-discovery and growth and all these wonderful things. But there can be a point when this um, identification with this being different and having, you know, these wounds and this stuff can actually be perpetuating itself into more unwellness, more disconnection and more disease. So for me, you know, all of this, if you've listened to their episodes, you know, like my story and all of this progressed into mental illness and all of these other things that I went through. But what I want to talk about is actually when I started healing, when I started healing from my mental unwellness, I developed a brand new issue when I started healing, which was panic disorder, um, as it was, you know, clinically diagnosed. That happened when you started healing? Yes. Oh, wow. So, so there was so many layers and so many like layers of healing and all these things that I had been doing and, um, you know, it it was wonderful. Like it's starting to have hope. And then this cloud comes in and like this panic disorder comes in. It's this whole new thing. And of course I'd always had anxiety and depression, you know, being mentally ill that that comes with that, but this was like severe. So it was like these waves of panic and like this deep soul shattering fear that would wash over me and sometimes last like hours. And it was so severe that I couldn't work for almost a year. Um, because these would happen to me, like in the middle of the night would happen to me during the day and it would completely incapacitate me. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it took over my life for almost a year. Mm -hmm. And that is the root chakra. Like that was the root chakra saying, okay, like it's time to heal me. And I think that for myself, a lot of the healing and a lot of the stuff that I had been doing was very cognitive, of course. Uh, you know, coming from a Western mental health system, and a lot of that healing is is cognitive, and of course, my own spiritual journey. That's you know very spiritual, but I had forgotten about the body. Yeah, and so I think in a way that was my body screaming at me, saying, "Hey, what about me?" And it was this this process of actually addressing the physical level, mm-hmm. which I had been ignoring for mm-hmm. a long time. So, and that's obviously related to the root chakra. So I wish I could say like, oh, this is what I did. And then this is how I healed it. But it wasn't like that. It was a process that I had to go through. It was a process of actually allowing myself to feel what I needed to feel, allowing myself to even just process what had happened to me and what I had gone through and starting to address, I guess I would say like the human levels of my healing and the physical levels of my healing. And so what helped me was actually the regular spiritual practices that I began to develop, particularly connecting with nature. So spending a minimum an hour a day, like outdoors, even if it wasn't in a beautiful forest, even if it's just like walking down the sidewalk, you know, being in the sunshine, being in the fresh air, like every day without fail, being outdoors Mm -hmm. and there is something else, which Katrina, you talked a lot about grounding. There was something else that I did, which is actually grounding in time. And so what I mean mm-hmm. by that is grounding in the cycles of the earth. Like that's, oh, you're, yes. it's, you're grounding in time. So you're grounding in the moon cycles. It's like, where am I in time? And grounding in the seasons of the earth, where am I in time? And so I started to invite in a lot of ritual into my life with the moon and with the seasons and really feeling and surrendering into the um, infinite and ever-changing aspect of the earth. It was like being held in my own ever-changing aspect of myself. And so that's an interesting kind of grounding, grounding yeah. in time. And that's how I connected to the earth. And that was, I think, uh, one of the, the biggest things that I don't want to say healed me, but it was like, it helped me get through the hard times. It sounds like it was soothing for you, which yes, is what you would exactly. need while you're working through a panic disorder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so <laughs> um, another thing was also my diet and my physical body and the nutrition and the food that I was eating. 
and uh, working with naturopaths and dietitians and really also my own intuition, right? So it's like intuitive eating is the most important thing, feeling what feels right in your body. And so I went from being a sort of mostly vegetarian to like a complete vegetarian. Now, again, that was right for my body, but everybody's body is different. So that was what was right for me. And um, also discovered that I had this gluten allergy, stopped eating gluten. Um, And it was, yeah, and it was really about, I think for me, it was about healing the inflammation in my body. So my diet became much more anti-inflammatory. And so that healing on a physical level, I really, really strongly believe and do not ever want to diminish the power of also healing on a physical level and how that can also support the emotional healing and the spiritual healing. They're not separate. They all work together and they all Mm -hmm. need to be addressed as one whole and complete system. Yeah. So I think for me and what I've learned through my own journey of healing the root chakra is that it's really a process of reconnection. As I said earlier, it's a process of reconnecting with ourselves, our spiritual selves, about reconnecting with others instead of feeling isolated or feeling like all these people hurt us. Like you were saying, forgiveness and seeing a bigger picture, it helps us connect with others again. And then of course, connecting to the earth and connecting to our own lives and our own stories and like finding that answer to the question, why am I here? All of that stuff is about reconnection. And I think that ultimately the root chakra healing journey is a a story of reconnection. Yeah. Well said. You really explained that well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what? You and I both have a similarity where we had physical stuff manifest as like our body screaming at us and that caused us to address the wounding, yeah. which could be emotional, past life, ancestral. And so for listeners, this could be true for any chakra. But I just want to point this out. If your body is screaming at you in pain, inflammation, you know, something's wrong and you can tell something's wrong. um, Oftentimes, you know, the doctors are going to tell you what to do. And it's based off of their, you know, very extensive background and education, but they're not going to tell you, oh, you should look into your soul contract or, oh, you should look into your chakras, you know, so Um, If your body is screaming at you, it's good to have the higher perspective that the doctors won't necessarily provide. So it is good to, to listen and not just medicate and then be done with it. You know, do, do what feels right for you medically, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But also like look into these things that we're talking about and not just blindly do whatever is, is prescribed and then be done with it. Yeah. Like it's that whole incomplete picture where we can't just have one part of the story. We have to have the whole part of the story. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's transition now and just start talking about the healing stuff in a little more like day to day kind of simplified level, if you will. Um, Katrina, I know that you have lots of tips that you'd like to share that you mentioned earlier, there were some things you were excited to share. So um, would you like to get us started with that? Yes. Um, The first thing that came to my mind when I was thinking about this, preparing for our episode was just clearing, clearing old energy, like from childhood or from the ancestral, from past lives. Um, Sometimes it's just stagnant and we need to, you know, look at it, process it, work on healing, but like clearing it out is very helpful. I think that one of the things that keeps people from actually being able to clear and actually release that stuff is that they actually haven't fully felt it yet. Yes. Fully letting themselves feel it in all of its wildness and all of its depth and all of its pain, because that's the way, that's the path to being able to clear and release it. We have to feel it first. Yes. Yes, that's perfectly said. Um, You have to, otherwise you're bypassing. You're spiritual bypassing and then it's not going to heal. Like it's just not. Exactly. (laughs) That's true for anything, for any chakras. But um, 
clearing. So your your listeners might be like, well, what does she mean by that? (laughs) Um, There's lots of ways to do energy clearing. Um, You can, I I think first of all, you need to set the intention to clear or release. So releasing is really good um, to do around the full moon. If you're a female who menstruates, or or I should say a person who menstruates, um, it's a good time to do during that phase of your cycle. Um, set an intention. You can write it on a paper, what, what your intention is, what you want to clear. You can burn it. You can um, bury it. You can do all sorts of things. Um, I actually really like this, one of the suggestions from my favorite spiritual teacher, Tosha Silver. I talk about her all the time. Um, she suggests smashing coconuts. Because (laughs) smashing coconuts is the way of releasing, releasing, like smashing. And you're offering that, that negative energy back to like be transmuted into the earth, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're just, you're like releasing. It's a big release. Yes, exactly. That's like the feeling it to release it concept. Yes. Or just like clearing it with energy. Like you could go to a Reiki or a practitioner, an energy healer. There's so many ways you can clear and release but oftentimes you need to take ownership and autonomy over that rather than just only relying on a healer. Like it needs yes. to be also from you. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also like clearing, it can happen in so many ways. It could also happen in ceremonies, in therapy sessions, in a breathwork session. Um, sometimes I find that the thing that needs to be released, sometimes it chooses when it's time to release it. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you'll know, you'll know. Okay. So another major thing that might not be so obvious to heal the root chakra is inner child healing. If there's an energetic imbalance or dis-ease in your body, that's from your childhood. Um, so I have an example of this from a client that I've had recently. This client um, has an autoimmune disease that only developed about five years ago. And she's, I don't know, probably around my age. And I looked into it for her in a reading and the autoimmune disease stems from the way she was parented as a child. And her parents were extremely overbearing and overprotective. And they were very fearful of the world. And that's why they were raising their children in this way out of love, of course, they wanted to protect their children, but they infused this fear of the world into their children. Five years ago, when it started coming on as an autoimmune disease, that's when her body was screaming at her to pay attention to this issue with feeling safe in the world. And she told me, I don't want to be here. She's like, I don't want to kill myself or like, you know, I don't want to end my life. I just don't want to be here. Like that's, she has that feeling like you were talking about earlier, Jen. And it's related to this imbalance. Mm -hmm. And so what came up in the reading was she needs to reprogram that um, limiting belief in her that like, she's not safe. Like it's not safe. And so her body is of course, every autoimmune disease is your body attacking itself when it's confused. It should be attacking whatever is external in terms of like a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. But for her, it came up as a lot of inner child healing is going to be helpful. So anybody who's experiencing a root chakra imbalance based off of things that happened in their childhood, I would, I would see inner child healing as a very helpful strategy. Yes. Um, I mean, that's such a huge foundation of the work that I do with people is that inner child healing. And the way that I do that with my clients and sessions um, is really in depth. Like, as you guys know, I'm a hypnotherapist. I do um, in-depth inner journeying. And when we're really experiencing that um, on that deep subconscious level, but we're also engaging the body, we're also engaging the spiritual self these massive transformations can happen. And I've seen this with clients where they have 
an understanding in their mind of the wounding that they think they have. And they're so adamant that this is what it is. But when we go in, it's actually something different. And it's actually Mm -hmm. something that is beneath, like even deeper than that. And so when we heal that, like at the deepest, deepest, deepest possible level, it's almost like the other stuff becomes unraveled. It becomes like, it doesn't click anymore in the mind, right? Because as you were saying, it's like in the subconscious mind, we have these beliefs about ourselves that are wrong, of course, because, you know, at our core, we're all love and we're all, you know, whole and complete. Yes. And so we have like these limiting beliefs about ourselves, but these limiting beliefs are based on foundations of more limiting beliefs, right? It's like a pyramid (laughs) if you think about it like that. And so when we can get to the very base of the pyramid and we can remove those blocks underneath, it's like the whole thing just crumbles and is totally dismantled. And we're like, wow, none of that was true. And then it like it, it, unravels all the other stuff, all the other bad things that we we hold in ourselves and we hold in our mind. And so um, that type of like really deep work going to the root of the problem is something that, of course, a lot of people are not ready for and that's okay. But when you are ready for it, it can be a really beautiful kind of like final piece of your journey to really be done with that for good and actually just clear that for good. Yes. I just want to jump in and say, I've had hypnotherapy sessions with, with Jen and they are so amazing. I couldn't believe, I just couldn't believe how healing it was. And the way that you did it was very, um, it was like excellent. So I would just recommend that to anybody listening. If you're, if you feel like you need assistance in your healing journey, like definitely look her up on, um, her services up They're So powerful. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So really the inner child healing, it's, it's a journey and it can take a long time yes. and that's okay. Yes. That's okay. Like we're not, we're not doing the inner child healing so that we can be healed and then be happy and like be free from all this stuff. No, it's not about that. We are on the journey and we're on the path so that we can remember who we truly are and reclaim our spiritual selves and reclaim our spiritual identities. And that is like so much of the point of being here. And so it's not Mm -hmm. something to be rushed. It's not something to be like frustrated about. It's your sacred process. It's your sacred story of taking back those pieces of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is, right? It's like we're gathering back all those pieces of ourselves. And so a wound is actually really, it's a good visual, like a wound, but it's like this it's an emptiness because it's a missing piece of ourself. So if we have like a worthiness wound, it's a missing piece of worthiness Mm -hmm. that we can then find and reclaim. And so this journey, it's like, we're becoming whole and we're becoming like be able to identify as this whole person, which is our spiritual selves. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I have a few more um, suggestions for healing. And then I yeah, want to ask, I want to ask you more about that too, Jen. So we're talking about the root chakra, which is related to, you know, the tailbone down. And I have found reflexology to be really a beautiful way to support healing. And that's through the feet. Oh, well, there's facial reflexology. There's head, there's all sorts of reflexology, but I'm talking about mm-hmm. the feet um, because it's, sti- it's stimulating and like clearing the energy from different meridian lines that run through our body, which is from ancient Chinese medicine. And maybe it's also from other parts of the world, but I I think a lot of these points that are mapped out on our bodies are from ancient Chinese wisdom. And so I have found reflexology to be really helpful. And I always feel a lot lighter after I have a reflexology session because it's just like clearing away things. Have you ever had that, Jen? Mm, Yes. I remember my first session. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's just really nice and pleasant. So I would recommend that or um, acupuncture similar, but different. Um, Don't be afraid of the needles. They're not like, it doesn't feel the same as getting a shot or something. It doesn't hurt that bad at all. No, It really doesn't. It really doesn't hurt. No. 
Um, so acupuncture is another really good way of like helping your body regulate the nervous system. And, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on who you're seeing and what they're treating you for, um, I would recommend that for the root chakra too. Yeah. Those are really good examples of traditions that do not separate the physical from the energetic. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other healing suggestions, Jen? No, I don't. We've covered Um, it. I think so. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I guess, I guess I would just say, you know, my advice to anyone on that journey and like, Oh, like I just, I have so much compassion and so much empathy for you because I have been there. It was, and don't lose hope. Don't lose hope because I know it can feel like such a deep part of who you are. Sometimes those wounds, it can really feel like it's the deepest part of who you are. And there is something on the other side. There is. And it can feel like it's infinite. It can feel like it's never going to end, never going to stop. Um, but it can, and it does. And it's just, I guess, about learning to kind of fall in love with the journey in a way, like not in a bypassing way, but like even the sad and the hard moments of our lives are actually really beautiful. Oftentimes we can't see the beauty in it until after we've moved through it. But I guess it's just about having faith that we will see that perspective in the future and that there is beauty and that it's happening for us, even if it's really hard to see that in the moment. Yeah. Like, I feel like doing all of this work is making us stronger and empowering us and like lifting us up. And so the more you trust in the process and listen to your body and listen to what resonates with you and what you need, the more you will feel inner strength and empowerment and and you'll you know eventually you can always look back and see the beauty in it also yeah yes thank you yeah well thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode we are so happy to be here again for another season season two we're really excited for all the upcoming topics and we even have some special guests joining us for this season So again, thank you for being here and stay tuned for more. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're interested in learning more or connecting more with some of the themes we've discussed, we invite you to find out more at our Instagram. You can find us at Sacred Soul Healing Co. And if you want to connect more with me and learn more about what I offer, you can find me on Instagram, Katrina Slade Artist Intuitive or katrinaslade.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about me and how we can work together, I empower people to heal their own wounds and rise into their soul's true calling. You can find me at moonpathwellness.com or at wellnesswithjen on Instagram.